follows is a chat after we wrapped up Book of Cylinders Part 1, just kind of discussing some of the interesting background of the adventure and some of the things that we all could learn about Gripply and Bullywugs, frog folk, and the way race, ethnicity, and species is dealt with in Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop games. So I hope you enjoy. Stay tuned for part two. Wow, this is this is just to get into Candlekeep. This is an unreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is well, this is to get into Candlekeep and then to um, you know, be given access to the like classified stuff, right? Right. You know? Oh, this is so this is unreal. I love Heck it. Yeah. Um but I have some questions for you guys. So how does this make you feel about the main story? Because you guys could come off of just came off of this battle for Balga watch where the main enemies were bullywugs. Mm-hmm. So I just want to hear like as players, what you guys are thinking, you know, your, your croaking impersonations already triggered me like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Balga watch. Yeah. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I I'm uh yeah, I guess there's like some of that player thinking, but I yeah. normally I'm so immersed that I wasn't even thinking of like, oh, these are like bullywugs. I'm terrified of bullywugs. I'm just like, right, oh, right, no. But you don't have to be terrified. This is a of giant crazy to, frog to, lady. Yeah, as thing. as just purely table talk. As as the yeah. player Michael, like what uh-huh. what what is going through your head when I'm ta- when I say the line like um, a distant cousin of the antisocial bullywugs. You know? I'm excited because I love to see other sides of like, especially like races that are historically yeah. evil or something. Right. I love to see them portrayed in a different light and stuff. So it's nice that uh, yeah, not even uh, if Bullywugs can't get that treatment, at least Gripply can. Right, and I've I mean, never, like, I've never heard of Gripply before, so this is fun. they are um they are 100% canonical Dungeons and Dragons uh, race of people, and um I really like that in general, uh, in Kasur especially, like, not one race of people, not one species of people are evil. They just have different values. Um, right. What they yeah. think of as good, what they think of as evil is subjective to them. And um, frog people are not innately mean and evil. But maybe some frog people have different values than other frog people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I feel that moral spectrum really, you know, as you as you're painting it now is really allowing us to see, I mean, see such a huge scope into like the life and the world and mm-hmm. the lore into this. Yeah. It's, it's really it's like, I mean, yeah. you know, you play a traditional fantasy RPG. Oh, demons are bad. Well, right. I'm, right, right, you, right. All you think of is fire brimstone, but like, oh, you know, lo and behold, you ever play a game where it's like, oh yeah, this is a village of demons who like, guess what? They just yeah. don't want to kill and murder everything in sight. And you're like, whoa, wait, right. what? Okay. Yeah, meet, meeting, I mean, a demon itself is like, you know, this uh, caricature of evil, right? It's like evil manifested into a creature. But when you're right. talking about like, like we, uh, the pirates even yes like when you guys yes. fought the pirates they're just humans they were just humans halflings and dwarves you know like yeah. they they had to go through something in their life to make them feel okay with 
making the choices to wreck six ships at the lighthouse and steal and brutally murder and all that stuff, you know? Hurt people, um, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people, right. So when you think about these bullywugs and, like, why they're raiding and taking slaves or captives from Rinkobing, like, what drove a frog person that lives in the swamp to charge possibly to their own death in a human village, maybe attempting to do something similar to what was done to this frog village to humans. Like what, what's going on there? Capitalism. Like, yeah. Capitalism. <laughs> also like what's the line between a bullywug and a gripply? Is it like, right. Um, I want to show you guys now and I'll get Craig out of here in a second. I'm going to show you guys a picture of a Gripley because I forgot to do that earlier. Um, One thing that's interesting about all this is uh, what, what I, from what I recall about hearing about this adventure is like this, mm -hmm. it, the author of this adventure wanted um, their yeah. name rescinded Scrubbed because they, because they, yeah, they stripped so much Gripley I actually, lore, apparently yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's really curious. important. I was going to say that yeah. when we got to, when we got to the end, but I can totally go into that now. There's no no spoilers yeah. or anything. Um, when no, no, it's fine. Uh, I listen to the multiple YouTube guides about how to run adventures. Usually, like that's one of the reasons that we're nice. doing Salt Marsh um, for the main SRD campaign. Is like I'm using the town of Rinkobing, aka Salt Marsh, and I have listened to lots of people talk about their experiences running adventures out of that town. And what they liked, what they didn't like, what they would change, etc. Um, yeah. And with this, I also listened because I was like, I'm curious what this adventure is like. And it, it, one of the first things that came up is like you said, the original author asked that they were not included in the final publication and future publications of this adventure. Uh, and I read into why and I looked up why. And there are some choices of words that they use to describe oh, the yeah. Gripply that are less than nice, I will say. Um, I, it, it's kind of shitty because it's like Wizards of the Coast is this great company, but they every once in a while they make mistakes. And I think they made a big mistake with this one. Um, they describe the Gripply homes as primitive and lacking Ooh, in blah, guys. blah, blah. You know, uh -uh. like it's... It's like all this colonialist language, you know, mm. where they're talking about like this uh, yeah. subsistence farming community, right? Yeah. Or subsistence aquaculture community. And they're describing it as if they have, they're ass backwards people that don't know what they're doing. Um, there's no way he wrote it like that originally. And he says, I did not write it that way. And he says, I took issue to words like primitive huts and yada yada. So wow. I took great pains to just this afternoon be like, well, what am I going to describe it as? So simple, utilitarian, festooned with crab claws. Like, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what Heck he was yeah. trying to get across, is that yeah. they, they have a life where their life revolves around the crab crop. And yeah. um, they, so they value that he wanted to different things. Them. Yeah, and he wanted to humanize them, and Wizards was like, nah, let's make them monsters. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's Let's not treat how them like we treated orcs. Yeah, right. But in even, 2020. Yeah. Even monsters, I think, have to be monstrous for a reason. Like right. they and so 
that's what I hope that going forward, you guys also think about in the main campaign and this campaign is like the bully bugs. Yeah, they're bad, but like, why? Ooh, I see. All right, Ben. So yeah, Um, that said, so should we be like, like should Michael and I should be, should we be like cognizant of like tie-ins? Like, oh, okay. I mean, like you should be as players, but also faithfully play your characters. Like absolutely, what what Karzalek knows is very different than what Tunji knows. But got it. They exist in the same world, and like. You know, when you guys were, I was listening back because episode 10 just came out and you guys are now like on your way at the end of episode 10, uh, plus two to stew. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we're like, is uh, Crow asks, is, is my stew ready yet? They're making me like, they're warming me up at Oland House. I forgot out of the water. Is my stew ready yet? And uh, we're like, roll for stew. What's your stew modifier? Um, <laughs> Casey, we're not re- recording anything anymore. You're good. Oh. <laughs> uh, and and they're like it's plus two to stew, so that's the name of the episode right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, in that in that section of of time, you guys are uh, heading over towards. Eventually, you know you're gonna you're gonna ditch the guards, or Crow's gonna pretend to be a guard, and you guys are gonna get interrogated. The two of you are gonna get interrogated in the bottom of the uh, the the barracks by Eliander Fireborn. Um, and nice. then like yeah, what a night! And like you guys saw this yeah. like horrible frog creature on the dock with like in one hand entrails and in the other hand like this horrible staff with like blue bobbles on it and he's wearing a fish head on his hat a A fish fish hat hat. but it's like bloody and gross and like not not something that any person that you would come up to you'd be like hey nice hat you know like that's, that's weird um the Gripply that you saw, like I'll say in a in a play, player to player talk or like a GM to player talk, not character thing. Like these Gripply didn't look like that. They were, they looked like people, like doing normal people things, living as refugees. Maybe they're a little bit beat up, but they looked like sad and downtrodden, not like some sort of sacrificial shaman or something. You know? Yeah, they look super cute. They do. They, I, mean, yeah, I was going to say that. They do look cute. Yeah, uh, they are compared to look at this, Casey, compared to the bullywug creatures. These frog creatures are like they look like they have jobs and houses and kids. And, you know, they don't judge uh, a book by its cover. I'm saying that bullywugs, <laughs> bullywugs are people, too. They are people, too. But like <laughs> what kind of people they oh, what are their <laughs> values? What do they do with their time? You know? Um, that's that's so, yeah, it's like in Fernville, there's like, yeah, cycle gang fairies, and then there's exactly, it's exactly like Fern Gully, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah, so like the 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 Gripply are a playable race in DD, like, I didn't know that. Um, their stats are not different really than Bullywugs, but Bullywugs have like. They just have different lore behind them. Like, um, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll read to you guys because it doesn't change. I, I really I think that, like, Gripley would be, like, not super unknown in this world. Maybe your characters didn't know them, and it's great for our listeners to get a glimpse at them through your characters' eyes. But, like, I'm going to read to you guys really quick here, and then I'm down to wrap up whenever. Um, uh, this is the Gripley lore that... Um, is available to you. Should you had stayed at the library and asked more about the Gripply, this is all common knowledge. Um, at first glance, or from a distance, a Gripply looks like a large frog. 
Its head and body are indeed those of a frog, but its front extremities end in the hands with fingers that enable it to manipulate weapons and other objects, and its rear legs have similar digits that it can use for grasping and climbing. It gripply can move as quickly on all fours as it can on two legs, which you guys saw the bullywugs doing, like fucking running and jumping in one motion. Um, they have two tagged things about their society. First one is communal effort. Gripry, grip, yeah, gripply rely on ambushes and guerrilla warfare to defend themselves and their settlements. They can snare foes with their tongues to make them easier targets. Gripply villages are generally built from mud bricks and other natural materials harvested from the immediate vicinity. Young Gripply are raised by the community rather than by a single set of parents, and all of the community's eggs are kept in freshwater pools until they mature. Protecting their eggs is a major concern for Gripply, since lizard folk and other creatures are known to have a taste for them. The bibbies. Oh, close shit, man. The other, the other tagged thing, close to nature. Gripply mostly care about survival more than they do about abstract ideals such as good and evil. Gripply religion is based in animism and nature spirits. The frog folk do not pay reverence to a single deity, but they might beseech a particular nature spirit for aid from time to time. I'm like, really? That's like the majority of Gripply lore that exists in the D&D universe. Um, hmm. and like now you guys have helped create some more um, and Ooh. yeah so like, I don't even know if in our world there is a biological difference between a bullywug and a gripply hmm. when I think of the word race I often think of like is it talking about like a race or is it talking about like a species you know is it a different species or a different race um, no doubt. and i think that race is a right is the right word for bullywug gripply and other frog folk right the bullywugs are it's like a, an ethnic name the gripply is like an ethnic name and these are all frog folk if that makes sense cool i like that take so awesome wow yeah Good and evil are like they're subjective. Dang, so much to th man. Wow, I, I, I'm so much more thoughtful tonight than I thought I was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is isn't it a cool one off though? Like it's a cool yeah. one one shot campaign. We'll do it in two, but um, they, they oftentimes say. Thanks for tuning in to this little side chat, side quest fest. We'll see you next time.